Welcome to another episode of Mainline Area Real Estate. I'm excited today with my guest, Sue Rudy, local interior designer and friend. I hope that you find today's episode informative, and today it is brought to you by Mark Singer Realtor, ilovemarksinger.com. All right. Hey, I'm very excited for today's uh, little episode uh, of the podcast slash video cast that I've been doing uh, a little bit of. So uh, I hear I have a good friend of mine that I met a few months back at a mainline networking event, uh, Miss Sue Rudy. How are you, Sue? I'm good, Mark. I think it's a lot longer than a few months, proud to say, but yeah. Has it been? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. It might have been pre-COVID. I don't know. Oh, wow. Well, we have been Facebook friends for quite a yep. while. I, th- I think it took a while to meet face to face. But nonetheless, I think we hit it off right away. Remember just yep. talking to you right away. You're like, wow, this woman's issues. She's fun. She's full of energy. And I could tell you had, you know, you you were creative and had, you know, art, artistic side to you and then realize that, you know, you do interior, interior design, interior decorating. And then most recently, you also told me that you've been doing a lot, even on the the outside and exterior work, which I didn't realize too. So, figure I'd have you on here talk a little bit about what you do. Sure, I'd love it. Great, fire away. Cool. So, how did you end up, you know, on the path to interior designs? Is something you just always felt a, a natural knack for? I'll uh, make it brief. Um, when I was a young kid, I was an artist. I started out. That was my passion. And I had my sights set to uh, go to Moore College of Art, which I did work really hard to get in. And I got in and, um, (laughs) excuse me, I tell this to a lot of people that um, my uncle, my my maternal grandmother's brother was a very well-known architect in Philadelphia, William Char. And he died when I was eight. And by the time, I was that age, I was really, they lived in Philly, they lived on Delancey Street among those cool, you know, brownstones. And um, I remember going to the house after he passed and I don't remember much before eight, but I remember walking in and there was like a gazillion drafting tables. And then they lived in the, like the back of the brownstone and then like the loft part upstairs. And um, at that point, I was already showing like building little cities out of balsa wood. And I believe if he was alive by the time I got to high school, I would have been an architect. But I also love designing clothing. So I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I realized I can't sew. So that went out the window. And then I was going to just do fashion illustration. And I grew up down the shore and went to Atlantic Sea High School and an older classmate of mine, she was already at Moore. And she said, don't be a fashion illustrator. She said, it's kind of a dying breed. So I, out of the air, had another uncle that was a jeweler on Sampson Street. And I, I had taken shop in high school with boys one year and junior year is one of my closest friends now and I the next year I was the only girl with the guys and they I took a lot of art classes and kind of created my own curriculum so they could keep me interested in high school so with all that I said oh I'll be a jeweler 
you know, kind of, and so I, my first year at Moore, what happens is you, everybody's in the same uh, curriculum and then you go on to your majors. And after a few months, the handwriting was on the wall and um, I would only be taught the next three years by one teacher because the other one went on sabbatical. So I just started taking all these other classes, uh, textiles and, and all, all kinds of things. And um, just morphed into it. I just, uh, there's more to the story and I don't want to get into all that. But at one point I ended up um, visiting my parents in 1982 in Florida and the visit lasted 21 years. And I connected with one of my father's childhood Philly friends who owned a fabric company. And I was like, well, I want to design fabrics. And he's like, well, there's more to it. But he hooked me up with an interior designer, very, very well known back in the early 80s in Boca. And I just sucked in everything. I took notes and did all that. And then um, decided uh, I could make no money working for myself. Uh, there was no such thing as business plans or any of that. And it was like, oh, you know, like, let's, let's make a play, you know, like those old uh, time TV shows or something. I was like, let's make a business. So um, that's what I did. I, I ended up working for a friend of my father's, another one, and I sold restaurant equipment supplies. He had a startup, they didn't call him startups, he had a new business. And he said, well, we're going to design the back kitchens. If you go out and you sell dishes and silverware and pots and pans, we'll let you be the, the front of the house designer. I did that for a year and a half. And everywhere I would go, Howard Johnson's Holly, I was like, I don't really do this. I'm, I'm really a designer. You know, they say if you like feel the dreams, you create it, you, it, it happens. And so after a year and a half, I resigned on great terms and there I be. And anything I didn't know, I taught myself how to draw. And I had a friend that was like, when I would say, oh, I don't know how to draw electrical symbols. He would take the time and teach me. And that was old school. You know, there was no yeah. pad. Yeah, that was going to, you know, sort of lead me to my next question, because, um, you know, I didn't know if you ever uh, had work for yourself doing this or if it was always just your own thing, because I really admire, you know, people that that go for it and start their own business. And and you come off as somebody that probably always did this for yourself. Uh, Is that right? Yes. Well, being in Florida and <clears throat> wanting to be the textile designer with no formal <laughs> training, like I made, took a couple classes. Um, I was lucky enough that he put me in touch with this incredible interior designer. And so her husband was an architect. She was the designer. And um, there was so much drama and issues back then. I was like, I was very young, you know, like 26. And I just said, no, I don't need the drama. And that's when I just said, okay, I'll just do this on my own. And somehow, um, Oh, because of the restaurant equipment supply company, I would just meet people. And then so my my first kind of really great gig was uh, I was working, you know, you're always in the basement with the purchasing agents. And remember, this is Miami back in the early 80s. And he's like, Sue, you know, like uh, I need bar stools for the lobby bar. Great. Then it became we want to design an outdoor bar. Um, and I'm like, okay, and I did it. And that's, it just kept snowballing from that. 
Very cool. Um, so in terms of your, you know, your style and your influences, would you say that that's kind of was something that was formed growing up around Atlantic City and Philadelphia and, you know, these relatives that you had or a little bit of Boca, a little of that style? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do contribute uh, my, my innate talent. I mean, you're, you're born with artistic talent, but things that I learned was really from my mom and I didn't know, she never went to college. Um, when she met my dad, I believe she was working in the Curtis Center in Center City uh, for an interior designer. And she, she must've picked up information. Um, we did not have money, even though we lived in Marvin Gardens, which everyone, you know, now it's very to do, but back in the day growing up in there, it was, all the people lived there 24 seven. It wasn't just the Philly summer invasion. Mm -hmm. um, and so when a lot of people were not able to earn a living, it was prior to gambling. So um, it's interesting because we had this great house and I was embarrassed, always had friends over, but I was embarrassed because we didn't have wall to wall carpet. We had hardwood floors. Hmm. And then the greatest thing ever happened was like, oh my God, we're getting garbage. My mom's like, well, help me pick it up. But the point I'm making is because we didn't have a lot of money, my mother would like take furniture from my grandparents where she'd find an, a, a cute little old provincial desk. And she was so ahead of her time. She painted it like French blue. And that was where I did my homework or she took a vase and made lamps out of it. Like, you know, had it, made into a lamp and then you'd buy the shape. I own two like that. One I found like when I lived in California, driving down the street and I see some stuff on the sidewalk sale and they're like, and I pull in like, you know, for $10, I got this Moroccan buzz. So that is who I attribute. And then they were, my parents were cool enough. They were cool, but they find $10 a week to get me into private art lessons. So that's where that was. And then that teacher helped me get into more. So, you know. Got it. That and the uh, shop and the curiosity, you know, learning how to do woodworking. And basically it was, one day I just said, you know, wow, put all those elements together. And my dad taught me, wait, you know, never say no. You can't do something, you'd never say that. Sandals Resorts interviewed me out. It's a good story and I don't want to take up all the time. But um, he said, do you do swimming pools? And I'm like, I hear my dad, he just passed <laughs> away at 90 um, a year ago the other day. And he said, never say you can't, just find out how. And that was my first gig with Sandals Resorts. I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And I've done that with everything in life. And I still learn every single day on the job. I'm very hands-on, um, you know, like I don't mind getting my hands dirty and learning from my guys and girls and you know, everybody that I work with. So, yeah. So, I mean, I know that you've, you, this is nothing new. You've been around and doing this for, for quite a while and have had all different types of clients over the years. At this point in time, when people approach you, are they generally people that are looking to update their home maybe just freshen up the decor and go with some some different that maybe are they new homeowners that have bought a home that that just needs to be you know gutted from from a to z or you know is it kind of run the gamut it's everything 
It's mm -hmm. everything from living, I'm seeing a phenomenon. Um, everyone talked about empty nesters and, and downsizing. And I have a lot of clients, for instance, this, these clients I'm in their home, they're away in, in Florida. And I've done a lot of work for them, including um, renovating and gutting a bathroom. And um, they're, they're aging out. These people want to stay in their homes. And I have a lot of clients like that. So I do, I, I mean, like I said earlier, I believe I would have been an architect. So I think very architecturally. And, if, and I've done this in the past where if you gave me four walls and you say, I want a nightclub or I'm a retail store or I want a loft or whatever you want, I can create that. Um, I've always done kind of 50-50, the commercial, hospitality, medical, you know, doctor's office, attorney's offices, um, and retail simultaneously. It's been a little different this go around. I reinvented myself when I moved back here about nine years ago. Um, mostly everyone knows me as residential, but I have done restaurants in town and retail stores and stuff. Oh, cool. Now, when you provide your services, is it just the, you know, the design aspect or do you actually get them the materials and, and that too? Okay. So you sit down, have a consultation. Is that, I mean, yeah, tell me a little about your process. Is that how it goes? Um, well, now I have to say I'm really fortunate. It's all referrals. And every once in a while, I'll be in a uh, interview situation. And so I, I always, you know, depending on what the project is, and that's something I want to talk about because I'm morphing. And you know that um, we talked about that prior. Um, I'll meet with them. I'll give them, you know, an, an hour free consultation. I say it's like dating. I have to make sure there's chemistry. They have to like me. I have to like them. You know, we're going to be together or a long time um, and I just answer all their questions and all their concerns and you hear everything that they've been burnt or this is my first time and that's usually the first thing and then um, you know I, I leave the door open and I'm very open in my communication with them everything I'm saying to you and your audience is exactly what I say to them and I'll tell them you know if you don't want to laugh and you don't want to have a good time don't hire me there's stuff that's going to happen but you're going to be hiring somebody that has professionals and really great people that will will show up and I'll never be afraid to take your phone call I've been doing this so long and stuff happens but when you, you know, and I, I actually kind of teach them how to hire a designer, whether it's me or someone else and um, what to look for, what the red flags are, you know, make sure they're not pulling stuff off of the internet and throwing it on an Instagram and saying that's work that they did. When people meet me and hire me, they get me. Uh, the only assistance I have to invoicing and um, some you know, follow up on purchasing. You hire me, mm. get me. So then from there, they hire me. Then I work very organically. I don't go away and come back with like one of those boards, unless it's a commercial job and, you know, for a lobby or, a, or condominium building or something. And, and I ask them how much they want to be involved or not be involved, whether they want to go shopping or they want me. 
the bottom line is I say, <laughs> I'm kind of a psychiatrist that does a little decorating on the side because I have clients that just like, <gasps> you know, to show them more <laughs> things or they get overwhelmed and you have to really understand, gosh, especially with COVID, people have gone to another level and, you know, it's a lot of that and hand-holding and making sure that they're comfortable. So that's kind of my process. Once they tell me how much they want to be involved or not, and we go from there. And, and if I, they say, only bring me two choices, then I have to listen. And that's what I do. Where I've had clients go, do what you want. Just tell us when we can move in. Got it. <laughs> I do. I've done it, you know. Uh -huh. But you kind of know the client that might be their second project or third project with you. You know, that kind of thing. So right. everyone's different. But but you know one way or another the way that you work the way that you like to work is that you're 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 obviously you're doing the design the consultation but you're also handling everything getting them the goods getting in the contractors to do the work mm -hmm. so if there's really mm -hmm. if they want got it got it sometimes and I'm cool with this because the way I work you know it's like I'm still going to get the phone calls I'm still going to have to show up on um, I do project manage and work but if sometimes they're in love with their painter or their plumber or their contractor I'll work any way that they'd like as long as there is an understanding and a mutual respect between all the parties mm -hmm. and that's it like if a client says to their contractor all right and I've had this you, whatever Sue says, she's the conduit. And it's worked. It's great. And, and you know, a lot of times, if they have an ego, you know, that, that's going to make it a little difficult. But other times you're like, okay, well, I've worked with them. And if they pick Sue, then they know, you know, it's all good. And it is good. And I make new connections and, and lifetime friends. Yep. Yeah, that's one thing. That's why I kind of gravitated toward you because you like to have fun in what you're doing. And I do with real estate, just the same. <laughs> um, Got to keep it lighthearted, even, uh, even though what we do is important. Because, um, you know, with your interior design, the, the decor of your home and how it's all laid out can affect your, your mental health and how you're feeling when you wake up in that home every day. And so I think it's, it's, uh, it's important. Um, you know, it turns out like I go into a lot of homes these days and I'm sure over the years you've noticed uh, things like modern trends come and go in terms of design. And one thing I've noticed uh, quite a bit of is this open floor plan um, on the first floor, especially maybe not in the smaller, I mean, in the larger homes, but, you know, just average Ardmore homes that I see a lot of where they knock out walls. And I think that's pretty, pretty nice. Um, is that something you, you see a lot of or, or anything that you do see that you would say is a modern trend right now? Um, well, so remember, I lived in Florida for 21 years and Florida and L.A. were always ahead of the and New York were ahead of the curve. So I would have to go shopping, you know, for certain things. And I pick up ideas and trends, stuff that was out in L.A. in the early 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing like in New York. And so for me, it's not a new trend. You know, 
I'm a Philly girl. I love Philly, but we're not always on the leading edge. <laughs> but I did the opposite in Florida. I remember my clients were like, we have to stop using ceramic tile on every single floor. Let's do hardwood floors. And they'd look at me like, are you crazy? It's Florida. And it would make them a little, hi, Mal. <laughs> Molly is my world-renowned wallpaper guru. She's amazing. Very nice. Um, nice. She's here doing some work. But um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh my gosh, uh, I lost my train. Oh, just said, you know, Florida design. Oh, oh, ceramic open, of hard, I like hardwood floors, so I don't know if I like Florida design, you know, but I know that that could be mm -hmm. seen as, as certainly modern, I guess, that well, style. I've always been obnoxious about this, and especially when I do restaurants and, and nightclubs and stuff. I don't follow the trends. I'd like to think I have made some of them or you know i came up right. with something new the other day it's a joke on my instagram where in my own bedroom and i just redid it and i fell in love with two bedside lamps and i'm like which one and i was like i'll do them both why not who says you can't do something unusual like that but too late you know what i'm saying like i, I, I <laughs> So open trends, I'm actually got a new client and that's what we're doing in a very large townhouse in um, King of Prussia. And we're taking down a wall from the kitchen to the little dining area to the living room. And mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a chef and, and I suggested to do something. We'll take their kind of 1990s, um, what do they call it, island and turn it. And so then now it faces into the rest of the living space and do, do it so like when he's cooking, you know, he can enjoy his guests or, or they, a lot of times they ask, how are you doing this? What spices are you using? That's his hobby, that's his thing. So that becomes, and then that will be an open plan, but also very functional, not just- No, I, that's what I mean. I think people like that. It's like a feeling of connectivity, you know, whereas in the past, you know, the person in the kitchen was making the holiday meal and they were kind of disconnected from everyone else. Now it's- so that's cool. It's just something that I observed. So um, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. No, I, I mean, yeah, it makes you feel a little more spacious inside, especially if the home, you know, if you if you need to create a, a feeling of more space. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure me, you and I could go on and on. Uh, and I and I, I think you've answered on quite a few of my questions just, uh, you know, and through our conversation, you know, what to expect if you're working with with you. And I think that you've already explained a lot of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, you, you, you have been or done, uh, you know, this work for quite a while. Um, I, I had put in here like you, who would be or what would be your dream client? But I, ah. I, I, I think I can answer with. Would that just be like, you know, is, is there a certain style of home that you really enjoy working with? Well, there's two things. One, I fell in love with mid-century modern when I was 21 years old. Now that I'm 31, I've been in love with it for 10 years. Um, that is my favorite. I'm, I was part of a group in Miami. Um, we started the movement after Art Deco. And we coined the phrase MIMO, which could be Miami modern or mid-century modern. That is, that is my favorite. My, um, if I had to pick one genre, 
what I do, and it pretty much shows up in, unless they want something very specific style, is eclectic. I live that way. I walk the walk, I talk the talk. And when my clients say, what would you do? So I love mixing eras and things like that. Um, but my, my, I wouldn't say it's a new thing I'm doing. It's just a morphing away from a little less of the decorating because COVID kind of destroyed it for so many of us. And, uh, you know, supply chain, all the things you hear on the news is absolutely true. I will do the decorating if it's uh, more of a construction client that wants it afterwards. That's that job I just told you about opening up. We will do that. We're going to do the kitchen. We're going to create a mudroom and a bigger powder room. And then we'll do the decorating. Um, or old clients that call me back and I've worked tried and true and I know they're fine with how the world is. But I've always done exterior design, curb appeal, hardscaping. And now I'm having fun learning about plants through my, um, I, I work with a company or a few companies um, that do the landscaping and learning about the plants and the trees that are indigenous to this area. And so I had an inter um, interior design client, I still do, we're still doing stuff. And they were having a, an issue with their huge house. Um, the, the stucco was deteriorating. And they called me up one night and they're like, do you do exterior design? And I'm like, have you met me? And that is such a, it, the job has been such a dream. It's about a year because, you know, weather stop and start all through the winter, we're kind of sliding into home base. And that People like the curb appeal and what people were seeing, friends I know that live or drive by or neighbors and when I'm walking around there, they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the one that created that mess, but they love it because it's helping the neighborhood. But the great fun stuff is in the back with all the features and things that I expanded on, created addition. I'm gonna have a drone photograph it. So that is my latest and greatest focus to do more of the exterior design. And I've done this always. I don't care if it's painting shutters and painting a front door. It's, you know, and whatever I add to it, like if they were flower pots or something, that just makes my heart sing. And I love it. So as much as I love the interiors, I want people to know now that's my new passion. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you spending some time here today. Thank you. And it was nice catching up. I haven't seen you in a little while. Yep. And I hoping I was hoping to see you. We're going to be, we've networked together. But I think I have a board meeting that same night at my condo. So it might not be July's meeting, but August. But just call me up and uh, <clears throat> I'll always treat you. It's my office. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think we need to do some adventures of Sue and Jamie, you know, around uh, these these different places you guys. Hey, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm the photographer. I know you have to explain Jamie. We're all friends. She's like a sister to me. I met him nine years ago when I moved out in this area, and I have to say. I want everyone to know, I grew up in Atlantic City, Margate, and we were beach girls, and we used to make fun of all the mainland girls, and they're, oh. 
now that I've become so close with the girls and the guys, I'm like, oh my God, that was such a stupid stereotype. I am so close with them. And they're, they're like family to me. And again, everything in life, you have to have fun, you have to laugh. And I know that's why you and I, you're a cool guy and we gravitated towards each other. But Jamie and I go on these walks and hikes and just did one last night, I can't even, anyway, they could be hardcore hikes through all the, the wonderful open and secret trails around here, or we just walk through neighborhoods and it's fun at night when people have their lights on and you get to see, but I'll be the photographer and she's the historian. And we, I definitely think we have a, uh, I said we should be the Anthony Bourdain of walking to two old broads. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great reality show in the making. Let's I think. do it. Let's do it. I, I'm ready. Well, what's the best way if someone wants to get a hold of you for them to reach out to you uh, about what you do? Okay, well, I do have a website, which is suerudy.com. <laughs> um, www.su. Uh, no one does that anymore, but suerudy.com. And that's and just Sue, S-U, not S-U-E. Right. Now. Right. So everyone asks me that. I'm not going to tell you how that came. They have to call me and ask me. Um, and, <laughs> and my contact information, a lot of people contact me through the website. It just gives me an email. But um, you can call me. That's fine. Um, but I will say that my, I haven't updated my website in three years because it's, it's so much work to do that. But Instagram is obviously a lot of people are using it. it's like the new website the new portfolio and i post once one to two times a week um and everything that i'm doing some personal stuff but not really it's it's really all about professional um things i'm working on things i finished so the instagram is at suerudydesigns.llc and that's where if you you, know, you click on a photo, if you see multiples, please scroll because you'll see the before and afters and process. And, and I, I hear all the time, that's why we hired you because your before and afters are so, I want them to be shocking. I want them to be different. Cool. Cutter. So those, those two ways they could reach out to me or find me in oh. Starbucks and Ballot because you know, I, that's really my office. This is, okay. not, um, this is a client's home. <laughs> Got it. I go to that Starbucks sometimes, so we'll have to catch up. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Th thanks again, Sue. I really do appreciate it. And Thank uh, you, Mark. It was very, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it and I uh, hope to see you real soon and appreciate, really appreciate, even though I've been doing this a long time, it's, it's a gift and it's, it's, I'm honored and thankful for you asking me to do this. Absolutely. Well, you have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Now I got to go to work or else Molly's going to get mad at me. <laughs> get out of here. Well, that wraps up another episode. I really appreciate you tuning in today. And thanks to my guest, Sue Rudy. I hope you found some useful information here. And as always, uh, all episodes are brought to you by ilovemarksinger.com. If you or anyone out there is looking to buy or sell a home today, please don't hesitate to reach out again to ilovemarksinger.com and we will see you soon.